Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Wake Up In Your Dream. This is Barry Miracle, and this is if this is your first time, you are so blessed. And I just need you to say a quick prayer for me that I do not get too excited about this topic of the new birth. And if you've been following along, this is the part two of Revelation of the New Creation. And you are the new creation. You have been recreated in Christ Jesus if you have accepted the blood of Jesus Christ and the body sacrifice of Jesus Christ and the actual spiritual death of Jesus Christ that happened on the cross. Oh, we're going to get into all of that, but I, I want to tell you what he paid for us, uh, our precious Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What he did for us is mind-boggling. So I'm just trying to take a breath. I might have to come back from 10 a few times, but I, I, I'm, I, am, I am getting such amazing um, revelation on this, on the topic of the new birth and the new creation and all the wonderful benefits. But today, my job is to talk about the new birth where the new creation began. So as the new creation, you are now an answer to every problem that has ever surfaced in your life. If you're not a new creation, just say this after me. Say, Father God, I want to be born from above. I have been born of nature and natural, and my, I, my body's been formed, and I've been born into the earth, but now I accept the blood of Jesus Christ, and I believe that the Holy Spirit is coming into me right now. Come, Holy Spirit, fill me up so that I may become one with you, and I receive it in Jesus' name, amen. So, there you go. So, as a new creation, you are, oh, wait a minute, let me just stop. If, if you just prayed that prayer, you are well on your way. And I celebrate you today. And all the angels in heaven are just rejoicing. It's such a big deal when another person uh, is born from above. It is a, it's such, such an amazing miracle. Anyway, okay. <laughs> As a new creation, ladies and gentlemen, you are nobody's pet project that needs to be fixed. Here's the deal. You just need the unveiling of the true you. We all need the revelation of our new creation. And that's starting with the topic today of the new birth. So you are born from, and, I, and I'm going to get into it a little bit more, but you were, when you came into this realm, uh, you were wrapped with flesh. You as an answer and a solution. God knew that he was sending you into darkness, but he also knew that he sent his word ahead of time and that you would come to the revelation of what Jesus did and receive the work that he did and become this new creation. And then the unveiling begins. Um, so what we're dealing with, and, and, and let me just go back to where uh, I said that as a new creation, you're nobody's pet project. 
and you don't need to be fixed. A lot of us are dealing with, and I, and I, I think I touched on it last week, a, a lot of us are dealing with our past life self-image problem information when what we really need is a revelation of our new creation. Many of us are dealing, and I'll say it again, yep, I can. Many of us are dealing with our past life self-image problem information. So we are living out of the information of our past life. Instead, we need to be uh, living out of the revelation and the revelatory and the unveiling of our new creation. And that starts with the new birth. So you were born of the earth and then you were born from heaven. So how the new birth happened? Well, we're going to get into that in a couple seconds. Um, so why do we need the, the new birth and become this brand new state of the art, new creation that never was before? My God. Romans 8.29 says this, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed into the image of his son, that's Jesus Christ, that we might be, that sorry, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus was the firstborn of the many brethren. And we, ladies and gentlemen, we are the many brethren. We are the ones that, that were born just like him, born of the spirit. When Jesus was on the cross, and he cried out, Lama, Lama, Sabachthani, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? His heart was crushed because the father, when sin of the past and sin of the present and the sin that would be coming, that was not even manifested yet, Jesus bore it all on his body, but in his spirit. And this was what Jesus died of. Jesus died of a broken heart, but he uh, physically, but he also, his spirit was crying out because he was the payment that he paid. He actually spiritually died and went into hell. He went, he went down into the innermost regions. He went down where he had to take and steal, take back, not steal. He took back, excuse me, the, 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 the keys of death hell and the grave and he was resurrected to newness of life and i'm going to be getting into all of that and because he did that and our faith in what he did we were there with him because not only were we did we die and were buried with him but we were also resurrected with him to newness of life okay at your new birth you were recreated in Christ Jesus. You were naturally birthed, and then you were supernaturally rebirthed. You were naturally born into the human race and then supernaturally reborn into the royal race. You were born onto the earth and reborn from above everything. You were born reborn, and now you're ruling over everything natural because you were born from heaven. If you have your Bibles and you're driving down the road, please do not turn to 2 Corinthians 5.17. But if you're at home and you have your Bible in front of you, which I'm recommending, uh, I want to hear those pages flipping because when, when, when the devil hears those pages flipping of that beautiful 
onion skin paper that your Bible is made of. He gets so nervous. <laughs> anyway, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, say, I am in Christ. I am in Christ. He is a new creation. Old things have passed away. That means perished. That means died. Old things have passed away. And behold, all things have become brand spanking new. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Say, I am a new creation. Old things have passed away. Old things have passed away. Not maybe. If you're in Christ Jesus, the old life has now gone. Well, I don't feel different. Well, we're going to get into that, why, why that is. But you will feel different. You will uh, line up with what has already been done for you. Because you need to know all things have become new. Let me read another scripture for you. 2 Corinthians 5.21 For we... For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us. He, oh, I, I can read that again. 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him, in Christ Jesus. I have become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am in Christ Jesus he knew no sin and he became sin. He became, oh my word, sin for us. Do you understand what Jesus did for us? That's why the father had to turn away from him. The father turned from him and then he cries out because he is bearing all of this on his, on his body and in his spirit and he became sin for us on the cross so that we might become the righteousness of God. Ah, Colossians chapter 1, 13 and 14. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The sin quotient, ladies and gentlemen, has been solved. <laughs> okay, let's go back into this new birth. Turn with me to John chapter 3, verses 1 through 8. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, Unless one is born again, that word, once again, is a Greek word, anothen, meaning above the highest place of things that come from heaven, from the first, from the beginning, from the very first. You are born from the very first. You are born from heaven. You are born from the highest place. Unless you are born again, this is this is what it means when Jesus was saying you need to be born again. It's born from above, born from heaven. Unless you are born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? 
Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, that's your physical birth, when, when you're, you're, you know, the, your mother's water breaks and, the, and you come pouring out of, and the amniotic fluid comes pouring out, and then you come, you are born of water and then born of spirit. You need to be born of the water, you need to be physically born, and then you need to be spiritually born. That word spirit is the word uh, pneuma, meaning of air in motion, wind, breath, or the vital principle. You need to be born physically, and then you need to be born spiritually. Um, and if you are not, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Uh, verse 6 says, That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows, verse 8, the wind blows where it wishes, and you will hear the sound of it, but cannot tell where it comes from and where it goes. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. So you must first be born into the earth and get an earth suit. This is really important. This is why the enemy never really had as much authority as what some ministers say that he did have, because he never had an earthen suit. He was never born into the earth. He never was clothed with flesh. He never had blood flowing through his veins. He never was part of this terra firma. Every mineral that is found in the earth is found in the body. So first you must be born into the earth and receive an earth suit. So here we go. When your, when your papa's seed of life met your mother's egg, there was a burst of life. Scientists will tell you, but also you can, you can see it. When, 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 that, when that egg hits that seed of life, there's actually a burst of life. That is when your spirit got wrapped in flesh. This is when your body began to take shape as your temple that will not only be your house, but will give you mobility after you're born. Contained within the flesh was the real you, your spirit. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. At the fall of man in the Garden of Eden, when Adam and Eve believed another voice, more than the source voice, that's God. They did not just believe another voice, but they disobeyed God's voice. This led to disobedience, and disobedience led to separation, making through one man's disobedience to be all men's unrighteousness. So this is where righteousness, uh, sorry, unrighteousness entered into the world through one man. There was a what happened is there was a separation. He said, if you eat this fruit, if you, if you disobey me, if you don't listen to my voice and you eat of this fruit, you shall surely die. It wasn't an his flesh started immediately dying, but it took a long, long time to kill something so perfect the way it was recreated. So it took a, a long time for him to actually die a, a, a physical death. But there was a spiritual death that happened because of a separation. God couldn't even find them because they were so separated. They were hidden and they were just hidden in the, the glory wasn't seen on them anymore. He, he was blending in, camouflaged in, in the fallen nature of the world now that it's in. 
but still contained within Adam and Eve was the, the spirit, the true being, but separated from God. So this is this gives us a, another picture of what kind of what happened. Psalms chapter 51, verses 5 and 6. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you des I desire truth in your inward parts, and in the hidden parts you may you will make me to know wisdom. Okay, so behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. So when you came from the heart of the Father, when we came from the heart of the Father, we came with so much, so much resources and so much potential. When God sent us on purpose to fulfill a purpose, we were actually perfect. Can you hear me? Anything that comes from God is perfect. You have been sent on time for such a time as this to fulfill a purpose. He sent you into darkness to become the light. He knew what he was sending you in, but he already knew what he did before time began. Uh, we're going to get into that. <laughs> I'm just going to throw a teaser at you. If, according to Revelations, uh, Jesus was the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. That makes Jesus your savior before he ever was your creator. Hmm. That means he had your back before you had a back to be had. He, he had a plan in place before he spoke one thing into existence. Hmm. Okay. So when God sent us on purpose... To fulfill a purpose, we were actually perfect. But as soon as we were planted in the mother, in our mother's womb and we were wrapped in flesh, you then were separated from God, even as Jesus was separated from God on the cross. This is what it means to be brought forth in iniquity and in sin my mother conceived me is because of the fallen nature of the physical realm. What happened, what, what happened when Adam stopped believing and stopped hearing and heeding the voice? The Bible says that the voice came down in the cool of the evening and walked with them before they fell. Now, this leads me to another interesting scripture um, about uh, the fall and, and the condition of the heart of our being, the spirit. So once again, Ladies and gentlemen, last week I, I, we broke it down a little bit more, uh, a little bit, and, and we'll probably break it down more. But you need to know that you're a spirit that lives in a body that possesses a soul. Your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul is has the ability to be sanctified, but your spirit has to be recreated. Okay, so Jeremiah chapter 17, verse nine, it says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. And this is a scripture, and I just want to give a little side note. Many preachers use this scripture in a new covenant context, and you cannot. This is not a new covenant, New Testament scripture. This is the condition of the heart before Jesus died. 
before Jesus was buried, before Jesus was resurrected, before Jesus ascended, before Jesus sat down and sent forth the Holy Spirit, before we believed and, and we were buried, we were resurrected, we ascended, and we sat down because of the glory, glor, gloriousness of the gospel of salvation and the gospel of the kingdom. This this is the condition. Your heart, which is the spirit, the core of your being, was desperately wicked. That actually is the Greek word anas. So desperately is anas. And, and it means incurably sick. Our hearts were incurably sick before Jesus came. In, in Ezekiel chapter 36, verse 12, I believe it is, it says that I will sprinkle clean water on them and they shall be clean. I will put a new heart in them and then I will put my spirit in them. And we're going to get into that, how he put his spirit and why he could put his spirit in us and why we became one with the spirit of the living God. This is how we became whole and how we didn't get cured, we got a brand new spirit that that was one with the spirit of the living God. That which was dead is dead no longer because the spirit of life came into our spirits and regenerated and recreated and caused us to have a brand new heart. Our spirits, your core, have been saved by the blood. See, I'm going to say something, and, and please hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. Everything comes by a revelation. Everything comes by revelation, and everything is produced by faith. You have to have a revelation of what Jesus did for you because Everybody on the planet right now is already saved and healed. Oh my God. And now, don't turn me off now because you're going to think I'm into universalism and you're going to think that, that, that nobody has to believe. And no, I'm hear what I'm saying. The work has already been done. The, the sin quotient has been solved. Sin has been obliterated. And but you don't have the the actuality of it. You don't have the reality of it. You don't have the manifestation of it to bring forth demonstration of your salvation unless you know it and it's revealed to you and you believe it. But it makes me angry when I hear preachers telling their parishioners and the people that are listening to them that, oh, you know, you got to understand that you're Man's heart, I mean, is just desperately wicked. No, it is not. My heart is not. I am no longer a, a dirty, rotten, scumbag sinner saved by grace. I never was that. <laughs> that's how saved I am. Because that's not part of who I am. That, that has been wiped away and washed away. Did you hear what I read earlier? If you are in Christ Jesus... All things have been killed, dismissed, destroyed, passed away, and all things have become new. I am now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is who you are. So no, don't listen to any preacher that tries to tell you that your heart is desperately wicked above all things. 
deceitful and above all things and desperately wicked. That's not who you are. But you're going to ask this question, but why do I act like that sometime? Well, we're going to get into that. But you need to start from living your life from above, living your life from, from where you are seated. Colossians chapter 3 verse 2 says, set your mind or set your affections on the things that are above where you are seated with Christ Jesus. This is where we start. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on my best day, and I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus on my worst day. Come on now, somebody get excited about that. I don't live from my past. I live from my revelation of my new creation. Okay, because of, of humanity's state of being, nothing could be done to heal, right? Or retrain the soul enough to be able to do enough holy things to become healed and the righteousness of God. No possible way. We were incurably sick. There was nothing. You could not get an herb. You could not fix anything. Your flesh could not be so purified. You could not be anointed enough with, with oil and you couldn't, you, that, that you would just slip anywhere. I tell you, it could not be done. You, your soul was not transformable so much and become so holy that you would become righteous. It was, it's impossible because you are separated from God. And that's the, where the whole problem lied. We could not cure ourselves, and that's why we needed a Savior. That's why we needed Jesus. Jesus was the spotless lamb that came into the world to be the propitiation. What's that word, propitiation? It's a theological word that a lot of um, Bible college students get really hung up on. <laughs> I remember I was preaching uh, in Toronto one time, and I used a uh, there's a bunch of uh, college students or people that just got um, graduated from Bible college there. And, and I used the word propitiation in my preach. And they go, what? I never thought I would use that word. <laughs> but the spotless lamb came into the world to be the propitiation, the required appeasement for the father. There's a price, blood for blood. Uh, life for life. In the old covenant, the chief priest would take a spotless lamb and sacrifice it for atonement. Atonement is the covering of the sins of God's people for God's people. And, and they would take the sins of the people and place it on a goat and send the goat out into the, into the wilderness. This is where we get the colloquial statement, statement the scapegoat. So in the Old Testament, in the old covenant, the priest would go in once a year and he would, he would sacrifice this, this spotless lamb and, and pour the blood on the mercy seat and hope, hope to God and hope to <laughs> just hoping that he was purified enough to stand and not die in that divine presence of God. Because it, the only way you can come before a holy God is your legal right of the blood of Jesus Christ. I got into a little bit more, but, but uh, last week, and I just mentioned it, and that even witches, you know, the witches are typically really ugly because they are 
using power without sacrifice of blood because power needs a payment. Okay? I, I don't want to go down that road anymore, but I mean, it's interesting how they, the darkness rips off light all the time. So there has to be the shedding of blood for the remission or for the atonement of sins. But in the new covenant, ladies and gentlemen, in the, in the much more excellent covenant, this is what it says in, in Corinthians, that the, the new covenant is the much more excellent covenant, a much more excellent covenant than the Old Testament, the old covenant. Jesus created and established the new creation, the new creation covenant, where the sins of all the people were not just covered and atonement made uh, and, and the satisfaction of the blood being shed for the body and that has been shed, that know, know this, something greater happened by the blood of the last Adam, Jesus Christ. My God. So there is a much more excellent covenant that Jesus established. Instead of atonement, the temporary covering of sin that the priest did in the old covenant, we became at one mint that totally demolished and extinguished sin forever. This is what happened. This is how we became began to be born again is the at one This happens as we become one with the spirit of the living God because of the blood and body sacrifice of Jesus Christ. He was the last Adam. He was the second man that laid down his life where unrighteousness entered in through Adam, the first, the first man, the sec, the last Adam and the second man, Jesus Christ, because there's only two men that ever really walked here on the earth. It was the first Adam and the second Adam. It was the first man and the second man and the second man entered righteousness back in by the sacrifice, his perfect sacrifice of his blood and his body creating accessibility for the spirit of the living God to come into beyond our flesh and go right into our spirits, recreating us in Christ Jesus. Ooh, I got five minutes left and I've got about a lot more words. <laughs> okay. 1 Corinthians 6, 17. But he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. This is the mystery that has been held back from generation to generations until these last 2,000 years. And it's even increasing over the last several years that we are actually getting and re reclaiming these beautiful truths of who whose we've become and who we've become and, and that we have become one with the spirit of the living God. We have become one with the creator of the universe. It's too good and it's true, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going to just get a little bit into this and then I'm going to have to pick up from here next week. But I'm heading for Exodus chapter 3, verse 5. Uh, and then I'm going to give you a little bit backdrop of the history of this scripture. 
It says in Exodus chapter 3, verse 5, he says, Then he said, Do not draw near this place. Take your sandals off. Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. The place where you stand is holy ground. Ladies and gentlemen, what made that place holy? That bush that was on fire, and I'm going to get into this and break this down next week, but what makes your being holy? holy? What makes you sanctified? What makes you holy? What makes you preserved? What sanctifies you completely? It is the presence of a holy God on the inside of you. And that itself is what causes the sin to be destroyed from your life. You can now think properly. You can now act properly. You now have a potential to be sanctified in your whole body and your mind, your will, and your emotions. My God, I ran out of time, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you are getting the, 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 the weightiness of this amazing revelation of our new creation. You, you are no longer a sinner saved by grace. Stop saying that. That is a lie. That is not, not the truth. And it doesn't matter who says it to you. And if you're going to AA and or you're going to CR, I bless those organizations. But do not claim your past life in your introduction. You are not an alcoholic. You are not a, a, a pervert. You are you are not somebody that that formerly was. That's not who you are. You are a new creation. It, all things, all things have passed away. These things, the, the addiction, the perversion, the depression, the, all these things have passed away because why? God has come into you and recreated you in Christ Jesus. You are a living testimony with the power of God, resources in you to come out of you, to complete and fulfill your purpose. You are an answer being delivered. You're nobody's problem to be solved. Do not face your problems today. Face your God and receive his goodness I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. So if you got an opportunity, can you please go over to uh, www.barrymiracle.ca or if it's easier to remember this, www.wakeupintoyourdream.com and uh, please leave a comment if you have any questions, if there's anything you would like me to speak about in the future. Um, if you want to, you can sow a seed through PayPal and goes direct, directly to our ministry, Take Charge Ministries. Um, anyway, I bless you guys. I am so excited about this series. I hope you share this around. Give me some five stars and, and tell me what you think about the podcast. Things are really uh, going amazing. And we are in this next major move of the Spirit of God Go out there, lay hands on the sick, see them recover, cast out demons, raise the dead, cleanse the disease. You're a Holy Ghost believer. These signs shall follow them that believe. Your belief is what gave you access to everything. Your belief in Jesus Christ and him crucified. My God, have a great week and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dreams. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. 
in these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca. You can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week.